Welcome back to the Maroon Weekly. As always, I am Isaac Krakoka. I'm Rambal Subramanian. And it is Monday, April 12th, 2021. And the biggest news from this week, while a rather stagnant news week overall, was the great big uptick in COVID cases that I'm sure if you're at least somewhat informed, have already heard about. So, In the past week, 97 new COVID cases were detected, according to a UChicago Forward email distributed to the university community on Friday afternoon. And in this message, Dean Michelle Rasmussen noted that this spike in cases could likely be attributed to off-campus fraternity parties. Word on the street is that it is AE Pi, but I can neither confirm nor deny that. After doing so well for so long, this spike brings the university COVID positivity rate up to 0.98%, so just under 1%, the highest peak this entire academic year. Furthermore, UCARE, the university's anonymous reporting system, received 23 total reports this week. In response to this outbreak, the university announced a seven-day stay-at-home order to remain in effect until Thursday, April 15th. On-campus students will not be allowed to do a lot of the things that they've become accustomed to on campus, including in-person research, in-person work, or in-person team athletic activities during this time period. Off-campus students still have these privileges, but only if they don't have symptoms of COVID-19, have not been identified as a close contact this past week, and have not attended any unmasked gatherings or parties. This news about the frat COVID parties comes a week after Chicago rolled out phase 1C of the vaccine distribution plan, and more than 3,400 eligible members of the university community have received the vaccine through this plan already. It is projected that Chicago will enter phase two on April 19th, so in about a week, allowing all Chicagoans aged 16 and older to be eligible for the vaccine. And this story was picked up by local CBS News Chicago. So if you didn't hear it from us, you probably heard it from them. So Ram, can you tell us a little bit more about this message if our listeners haven't received it or read it themselves yet? Yeah, for sure. So as you mentioned, Isaac, uh, in order to stop the COVID spread, uh, college admin stopped in-person instruction until at least April 15th and placed the stay-at-home order in all of the dorms. Um, and as you mentioned, you know, this, this means that there's no in-person classes and that non-curricular programming has been suspended, but it also means that dining halls will only serve food on a takeout basis. And also in terms of on-campus housing, lounges, uh, music rooms, practice rooms, and courtyards are also all closed until the stay-at-home order ends. And the university is especially cautious of these new cases because officials suspect that they involve the UK variant of COVID, which is thought to be more contagious and even more deadly than the original. And unfortunately, university admin also noted that this setback in terms of keeping COVID numbers low could mean restrictions on in-person activity in the spring and even potentially scaling back convocation. That's crazy. That is absolutely bonkers for how well the school has done for so long. Um, you know, it brings up questions about the frat parties. Certainly, this wasn't the first one. I, I, I mean, I think you'd have to be naive to think that this frat party that kind of caused the cataclysmic chain of events was the first um, super spreader event to be held on campus. Uh, the problematic part about it was it was within a week after everyone had traveled back from spring break. So that involves going through airports, um, 
you know, traveling with friends home and back, seeing home friends, uh, all sorts of other things. Um, I did my best to travel safely. I drove from Chicago to Columbus and back again. I did my best to avoid airports, but I know a lot of my friends that aren't as fortunate to only live about five hours away had to uh, fly out and, you know, responsibly quarantined while they were at home and took responsible measures when they got back to campus. And it's a shame to see all the hard work a lot of, of a lot of the other students kind of go by the wayside um, with one hopefully regrettable event. But anyways, in response to the fraternity parties that set off this chain of events, um, it kind of raises questions about the university's attitude towards fraternities as a whole. So as many of you guys already know, the university kind of refuses to officially recognize Greek life at the University of Chicago. So in response to the spike in COVID on Thursday evening, the day after the initial reports about a spike in COVID cases were sent to the university community on Wednesday night, the College Council drafted a resolution that called on the university to bar students from reserving seats and courses via pre-registration if they are found to have seriously violated the University of Chicago Health Pact. And specifically, these violations include attending parties or large unmasked gatherings. The resolutions that the College Council proposed argued that students who egregiously violated the health pact, such as by attending a party, should be sanctioned, um, you know, possibly by imposing these pre-registration holds and also by halting the housing lottery placement priority. The College Council sought input from students on a resolution and provided a forum for the students to comment on the role of fraternity parties in the recent uptick in COVID-19 cases at a Thursday night event entitled Greek Life and the Campus Closure. There, students discussed the propriety of punitive measures against COVID restriction violators and Greek life recognition. College Council members met with Dean of Students Michelle Rasmussen and Assistant Vice President for Student Life Mike Hayes in February to discuss the possibility of a soft recognition of Greek life that could be used to justify university intervention. And according to Alex Levy, Vice President for Administration of the Student Government Executive Slate, they were informed that the Board of Trustees would vote on the decision of whether to regulate U Chicago's fraternities. In addition to any punitive measures, College Council's resolution would commit College Council to working with the RSO Students for Disability Justice in order to establish a vaccination accessibility fund that could reimburse university community members for any expenses incurred from traveling to and from a vaccination site that is within 500 miles of one's current address. College Council's actions on Thursday followed the Wednesday night release of a rebuke of students who violated COVID protocol by attending parties. In a statement from student government, they wrote that we condemn the students who attended these parties, knowing full well the risk and dangers of doing so. So, pretty intense verbiage from college council and student government. Um, just to, you know, share my opinion. Yes, obviously, it is bad to go to these parties, right? Um, this was not a good remark for the university. It kind of left the university in bad rapport with the community, I'm sure. Um, but Ram, what are you, I mean, what's your opinion on the whole barring pre-registration and barring the housing lottery, especially if, you know, the students that are in isolation right now are more close contacts instead of fraternity brother organizers or, you know, anything like that? Because I think it's a, I don't know, maybe, maybe it's just me, me thinking this, but um, barring pre-registration seems a little excessively punitive. Uh, what's your thought? 
All right, here's, here's my take on this. Um, obviously, there's right and wrong in the world. Um, and I feel like, you know, going to a party amidst the pandemic is very clearly in the wrong. However, as you mentioned, it is a little harsh to, you know, penalize people who may have been attendants at this party, especially if they haven't committed any COVID violations in the past. So the way housing kind of does it, at least for the people who commit COVID violations in housing, is they put you on something called probation if you break the rules once. And then if you break the rules egregiously again, then you get kicked off of housing. So I think a similar mechanism could be implemented for this situation. So for those who this is their first violation and maybe, you know, they just, they couldn't handle it any, anymore and they just needed to go to a party or whatever. doesn't matter. Um, for those people, I still think that there should be a punishment. And I think the housing lottery thing is, is, is a very good idea, uh, especially for those who are on, on in housing. Um, so if it's their first violation, then yeah, they should be punished, but maybe not have their classes affected. But if this is like, their second or a continuously repeating thing, then yeah, they should be, in my opinion, they should be punished a little bit more harshly. What's been the response in the RA group chats? Um, Ram, if you can disclose this about all of the, you know, all of the events that have been transpiring in the past few days, um, not just in I house, but if you have, if you've heard anything else in, you know, South or North or Max P or any of the other dorms, what's going on there? Yeah, I mean, I can't really speak dorm specifically, uh, but I will say that people are frustrated. The RAs are frustrated. RHs are frustrated. Uh, the residents are especially frustrated because, as you pointed out, 99% of the people are following the rules and are being safe. And now they are punished because of the actions of a few. And I think it's, you know, the lounges especially because that's like, that's like these, basically the sole source of interaction in person. Uh, right now and you know with those locked up um, that's that's getting rid of valuable time where people can interact with one another in person even when socially distanced and uh, I think you know people I, I don't even know if it's even there's obviously a lot of frustration and I think a lot of it was taken out on the meme page uh, <laughs> at the at the frat bros and and uh, the fraternities in general but at the same time I think there's also just this disappointment that all of those people who are following the rules are also kind of being punished as a result of the actions of a few. Yeah. I mean, there's gotta be a lesson here somewhere. I mean, aside from the don't party in a pandemic thing, um, right. more so like your actions have consequences on other people, which is something that we've been trying to instill on students for a year now. Um, yeah. But if it's any consolation, I mean, obviously, in no way am I justifying the actions, but it would be a lot worse if this happened in October. Uh, at least the university is getting vaccinated and hopefully getting a little healthier as the weeks trickle on. And um, just based on the vaccination, uh, the strength of the vaccination infrastructure that I was talking about earlier, hopefully by the time the closures kind of ease up in a week or so, um, you know, we'll be able to safely resume what we have become accustomed to at the end of winter quarter, uh, beginning of spring quarter. So, uh, you know, I'm just grateful that we're, get, we're getting vaccinated and that we still have a very strong testing and contact tracing program because um, I've got friends that go to Ohio State 
And that school is way too big to police everybody. And if you guys are more unfamiliar with Ohio State, uh, Chicago's off-campus culture is a lot of apartments, not super big. Ohio State's off-campus culture is a lot of houses and you have bigger lots and you throw bigger parties and um, bigger school, no surprise, but it's a lot harder to police the student body and make sure everyone's following the rules. So at least we've been able to have a pretty robust contact tracing program and I'm sure we'll get to the other end eventually. So grateful for that. Anyways, this was a more, um, we were more in the opinion business this episode, I would say. Um, but the news is uh, super spreader event, bunch of new COVID cases. It's affected on campus classes, research, varsity athletics. Um, I know the lacrosse game today, the women's lacrosse game got canceled because of the COVID outbreak. So um, just continue being responsible and doing all that you can do. So anyways, as always, I'm Isaac Krakoka. I'm Ron Balsabramanian. Uh, music for the weekly is provided by Andrew Dietz, Aaron Senden, and Kenny Talbot Labega. And we will see you next week, hopefully in better spirits. And yeah. we will be providing an update, a COVID update, after the week of shutdown. So we will see you then. Later. <laughs>